0: Welcome to the Yes to Entrepreneurship podcast. So real quick, before I jump into the conversation with this week's guest, I just wanna let you know what this show's about. Really, this show is just about all the conversations we, entrepreneurs, those of us who are the why Notters, have around entrepreneurship. It's the conversation that you don't typically hear because you just see those fun posts on Instagram and Facebook, where we're hanging out on yachts or we're making a ton of money and driving these fancy cars, when reality is, that's not real life. Real life is trying to figure out how you're gonna pay bills, trying to figure out if you're gonna make rent this month, trying to figure out if that new client really is gonna help move you forward or if they're really gonna bring you down. Really, anything goes in these conversations. And you, the listener, gets to eavesdrop in on these conversations that I'm having with fellow entrepreneurs. So grab your cup of coffee, grab your water, grab your tea, whatever it is that you enjoy, and a pen and paper, because you're about to take some notes. Also, be sure to share this out. Oh, here comes my guest, talk to you soon. Midori, I gotta tell you, I love what I do. Like, I know you know this, but I am such a goofball right now. I just wanted to share like, I love being able to work in my purpose, I think is the right term, and <laughs> being able to do the work that I'm doing. What I'm talking about is the Yes Entrepreneurship podcast. It's, it's so amazing, like to be able to start doing these recordings again and bring back the show and just having the conversations with my guests has been mind blowing, mind blowing. It's just, it's crazy.
1: I agree with you, Ed. I, I, as you know, I have started my show back up and I love it because it connects me again with others outside of just my own. You know, I have a couple of businesses, but we see the same people all day long. And so it's so nice to connect with these other business people who are doing some amazing things and to get inspired by them and get ideas from them and grow with them and from them. And so, I hear you, it's, it's just, it, it changes the game a little bit.
0: It does, and you know what's uh, amazing is, after having this this moment, I mean, I have it a lot, but because we ju- we're just now meeting, I wanted to share it with you in that, I just looked at my Instagram, and it was so awesome to see one of my uh, Edsters, she's currently not in the hey Ed Network right now, um, but she had left, and now she had just posted and I just love it because it's perfect timing, with how I'm feeling. What things come up, she said. I, you know, the conversation that I had on Instagram with uh, another follower was about how important it is for us as entrepreneurs to have a support system, and that support system includes resources as well as communities. So not just tech, but actual communities that we can turn to when we need it. Right. And and that's the thing too, where she had wrote. I definitely agree with this on on this one with you, Ed. I miss being a part of the Edsters, uh, but I'll be back soon. I'm not uh, being as productive as I was with you all. Something about the connections in the Hey Ed crew makes things flow much better. And it just, it goes to show that it it's that human connection. And we talk about this all the time, but it's that human connection that helps us keep growing and staying on task and just embracing our unique gifts and being able to teach out to the world
1: yeah and you know it's interesting to hear her say that because one thing that i've noticed i host meetups and i do a lot of different events and i'm listening to podcasts every single day i'm always, i'm like a super big podcast goober yeah but what i consistently hear is that people want to connect in person they're t- they, We all are so used to now being behind our phones, being behind our computers, being stuck in this little world, and we crave that human connection again. So if they can have a connection through a group such as yours, your Hey Edsters, or going to a meetup where you meet new people and and people can talk about issues that they're having that are similar to one another or just connecting, it makes a big difference for, for all of us.
0: It really does and so tell me a little bit more about the meetups that you're doing because I know we've kind of touched on that before, but you know, how does how that tie into your business and, and being able to have that human connection?
1: Yeah, you know, so I, for a long, for years, I was doing the whole online funnel thing because that's what everyone was saying, do the online funnel, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So I did it all. I've spent a ton of time and resources and money on these online funnels and what i really had to sit back and think about is what's what's missing i know how to run a business i've had businesses for 26 years so i know how to run a business but something was missing and when i really started thinking about it and paying attention to what my zone of genius is when i'm naturally comfortable with what i'm naturally good at is that human connection yeah. i people connect with me when they meet me Whereas if it's online, you miss all of that. And so that's why I decided, you know what? I'm going to go try it. I'm going to go try doing these meetups and see what happens. And worse comes to worse, I have one person who shows up, and at least I get to meet one new person. Yeah. So that's why I started doing it. And what I'm noticing is they're growing. Each time I do one, they're growing and growing and growing. And These, these women are coming in, and they're powerhouse women. They're not just women who are kind of i have a mix i have people who are just starting up i have people who have been moms and they want to get back into the professional world and i have those who are making seven figures so it goes all over the place but what i see is these women start connecting and we do exercises together and and it's really hard to pull them back in because they're having so much fun connecting and i think that is kind of my that's going to be my theme for this next decade is I want to stay connected with people. I don't want to have that kind of business where it's only online. That's, so that's why I started The meetups.
0: And that's, that's the cool thing about this. And now you say Meetup, and that, that is a word that people will use like in just in person, but you're actually using the app, the tool, the technology Meetup, right?
1: I am, I, yeah, I started using meetups, um, meetups.com, and I host them all over California. So we started in Northern California, then we went down to Southern California, hosted a bunch of them down there. Now I'm back in Northern California, and I'm going down to Silicon Valley to host some. And it, it's, it's so interesting because every single area brings in a different type of clientele, yeah. a different type of woman, and it's so just, um, you know when you break it down they're all similar but they come from different backgrounds and so it's fascinating to meet these women but consistently what I see is when I put them into groups to meet they all like just blow up and they have so much fun and um but anyway so just getting back to your original question, because I think I just digressed a little bit no that's good (laughs) is meetups so meetups is a tool that I tried before. This time I went in with a a system and I was very methodical about it. So I nurture the people who join my groups. I've been really careful about what kind of, the names of my groups and the titles of the events. I've vetted them, I've tested them so that people are resonating with my message more and it's working. So I'm not just going out and saying, I'm gonna throw a meetup and it's gonna be fabulous. I'm gonna meet all these wonderful people. It really is a business strategy that I'm using yeah and um, and re- refined it over time the first t- I'll tell you the first event that I did we had 17 people sign up and I think we had six people show up oh, wow. <laughs> yeah and then the second one I did because it's free for them to come the second one I did I had seven people sign up and one showed up. <laughs> <laughs> But then now it's grown, and I'm getting a 50% show up rate. So,
0: which is awesome. That's pretty
1: good. Yeah, I'm really, really happy with that.
0: And and that just ties into, you know, you hear you hear me talk about this all the time, the the show up, deliver, and engage method. That's that's what I teach people, and it's it's the fact that you know what you're going to talk about. So you got to show up, and you got to deliver. It doesn't matter if there's one or a hundred people that show up to it. Uh, you you are ready to go and you're ready to deliver that information and the minute that someone signs up and is actually there you're ready to engage with them and get them to engage with others which as we know is a beautiful thing and and it just blossoms everything else
1: it's so true and I think that's one thing that I've really really learned from this is to pay attention to what they want yes why are they coming what's important to them what is keeping them up at night and really paying attention to that and getting deep within myself so that I can bring it every time. So when I go out there, I understand that they're up at night because they're stressed out because they have been working so hard and their company is just not progressing the way that they want. They are telling themselves all kinds of horrible things in their head. You know, they have all these things that they're saying and and really what they want is someone to say, I get it. I understand. Let me give you some tools to help you.
0: Yes. And,
1: and then they want to connect with other people. So when I, I can tell the difference when I'm really focused and I'm not stressed out, I'm going in for totally prepared. And I'm just giving, giving, giving these women leave floating. Like they, they just, they're filled. Yes. And so, and it makes me feel so awesome to me. It's like, okay, cool. I can't wait to do the next one because that felt really good. Yeah, so, you know, that's, that's one thing that I've really taken away from all of it.
0: And, and, and let's back up for a second because we've known each other for years. And, and I still remember the days when, you know, you were working on other projects and other businesses and kind of like, how did you get to where you're at now? Because you're in your zone, like you are moving and shaking and, and with a lot of power players and it's all natural, but there's a history there. So like, how did you get to where you're at?
1: Oh, a lot of failures. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. I've tried all kinds of things. But really, it's and this is why I work with women in the, in the capacity that I do now. I've pivoted my business. Yeah. But what I have learned is really to zone in on what I'm good at. I mentioned it a few, or I think you mentioned it a few minutes ago, the zone, zone of genius. Yeah. Where are you naturally good at? And, and then expand on that and then find a need how can i take what i'm good at and find the biggest need that i can find and then apply what i'm my my skills my natural abilities to that and so i i've transgressed quite a bit i went from a business with my husband for years in fact we still have it um and that's been very successful but i wanted to step away from that for various reasons and i went off on my own and i started a couple different companies i um was a marriage coach for a number of years wrote a book and now I've taken all that that I've learned all those those the parts that I've loved the parts that I've realized I'm not good at and it's helped transform me into what I'm doing now and so I've made a pivot I'm still using the mindset and the brain techniques that I used with couples but I love working with women business people because yeah. I understand their challenges, because I've gone through them, yeah. I've, I've experienced them all, and I know how tough it can be, and I know what it's like to juggle family and kids and a spouse and trying to be perfect, and trying not to make any mistakes, and trying to have enough time without
0: losing your mind. Yeah, and
1: so that's why, from my heart, it's easy for me.
0: Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Yeah, and I, and it, that's that's the thing. You know, we we talk about this a lot where. That plays, our mindset plays into so much that we do. And I've grown even in the last couple months because of the things that I've been learning about the brain and the mindset and what we tell ourselves and study what I've been studying. And, and it's so important on every level, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship, because it sucks sometimes. And we just, we feel so alone, depressed, challenged, and just, there's some dark days. I mean, I don't know about you, but I know that I've faced that and it doesn't matter if I was starting or if I'm well into my business, it happens.
1: Yeah, thank you for saying that. So I've been talking about women, but it happens to all of us. I don't care who you are. And often we get stuck and, and just having, that's why I'm saying these groups, these masterminds, the Hey Ed Network, they're so valuable because when you can bounce ideas off of someone else, it can move you forward so much quicker. Yeah and instead of instead of being by yourself on your own little island thinking okay so should i spend money on buying this new computer or this new crazy ass app that i'm not even going to understand how to use or do i spend it on going on this business trip you know these kind of things that can keep us stuck when you can have someone to bounce it off of really you're just reflecting on yourself and it's making you realize what the truth is and that you already know, but it just moves you forward so much quicker so, and it makes you feel better.
0: Yeah. So like
1: you said, Ed, when, when we're you know, working on our own, it, it can be really scary and it can be really um, lonely sometimes, yes. like, like you mentioned. So I hear you and I hear this from a lot of clients.
0: And when you're doing your thing and you're you're, you're doing your work, what are some things that you like to do to kind of get out of that rut? Uh, you know, for example, sometimes if I'm super stressed, I still am at the computer and I'm like, I gotta get this done. And then I, I'm learning now to say, okay, if I'm in that zone, I need to go for a walk and I need to do at least 10 minutes before I can really come down from that high, that irritation level and be back to a, a evil, even playing field, or I go to the gym. You know, there's certain things that I have to do in order to get that peace of mind, almost like a meditation moment.
1: Yeah, totally, and it's important to take that time away because otherwise I, I, I've done it where I've sat at my computer for hours trying to solve something that I can't figure out and so frustrated and then I walk away and maybe I come back the next morning and I figured out in five minutes. Yeah. And so it's so important to do that. One thing that I do is I do a couple exercises and this has been kind of, um, it's really helped me. So when I meditate, that's a regular thing that I do and it brings just ideas that come to light so clearly and so easily because I, I meditate, you know, only about 15 minutes every morning. Yeah. So that's one thing that I do. Another thing that I do is the night before, I write down my three big things that I want to accomplish the next day. So it's already setting my mind up for success and clarity. And then the next morning, before I do my meditation, before I even get out of bed, I just sit there and I think, okay, I I run through it in my head. I know the three things that I need to do. And in my head, I walk myself through them. So maybe it's making phone calls to clients um, that before used to freak me out. But in my head, I'm walking through it and I'm staying heart center because that's so important to me. And it works. It works. And I see myself doing it and it just creates my, it sets my day up really well. So those are just some things.
0: Yeah. I love that. And you know, I have been getting into the habit I got at the dollar store. I got these super big three by five cards. They're probably not three by five, but you know, index cards. And at first I was like, Oh, these are really flimsy and cheap, but whatever. And I've gotten used to using them on a daily basis now as my physical checklist. So yes, I put things in my calendar and I have them in my different to-do programs, because, you know, I'm a techie and I love doing all that stuff, but what I found that's been working really well is similar to what you mentioned, is writing things down on the 3x5 card, putting them in kind of an order, and then looking at them throughout the day, checking them off, and then, again, before going to bed, slash before I close up for the night, I make the list for the next day. And so, it really does get me, hold me more accountable than just having that notification from my calendar
1: well and i'll tell you this the people who are making gazillions of dollars the most successful people in the world these business people they handwrite
0: write their goals oh see i received that i received uh-huh. all of that
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there you go you're already setting yourself up but this is everything that we're talking about these these techniques that we use it's all mine it's all up here and so when you can take it out of you know when you're talking about goals and accomplishing things when you can write it down it happens yeah. but if you're trying to keep it in your head it gets convoluted it gets messy we forget and often it doesn't happen the way that we want and by the end of the day we're frustrated because we're trying to remember all those things that we wanted to get done
0: yeah and and you know i do this a lot more now i pay attention and to my uh, brain energy is for, I think that's the proper way, but I don't know, but um, I pay attention to my brain energy. What I mean by that is that if I can do something right away, I'll do it. But if I start to struggle, like figuring out, let's say I put a file somewhere and it's taking me more than a second or two to figure out where I put that, I start getting frustrated. And then I'm thinking, why am I wasting all of this brain power on trying to find that file when it should just be in one spot? I should just have my go-to, you know, I did this the other day, for example, I had an audio file that I knew I had saved somewhere and I couldn't find it on my computer. And I went to my old backups and I looked, you know, three years ago and I couldn't find it. And then I found it and I realized that it was on my computer, but I also had it originally saved in a program called Evernote. And I just thought, Well, isn't that smart? I had it the whole time in my hand and I could have easily searched for the known words that I had tied to it, which is coffee shop. I could have easily done a search in there, but I didn't even think that I had put it there. I went straight to my computer because that's where I was focused on. And I was telling myself, it's gotta be on my computer. And so I wasted so much brain energy and activity on it that I was exhausted and I had to stop and just say, I'll have to work on this tomorrow. And so, you know, and I think it was, um, I think it's uh, Steve Jobs and maybe even Mark Zuckerberg, I can't remember, but, you know, everyone talks about how they always just wear the basic colors and it's pretty much the exact same gray uh, turtleneck or black turtleneck, whatever. And it's because they didn't want to waste time figuring out what to wear because that's a lot of brain energy and so I've tried to adapt that in my life for everything really and just say okay it, it can I get it done or not
1: yeah no I think um I know Steve Jobs was the clothes guy but so was President Obama so imagine everything he had to get done every single day so as a woman it's tougher to have a uniform like that but I would love it I mean, you see me, Ed, you see me when I'm just, you know, day to day. My favorite uniform is a pair of jeans, some high heels, and a white t-shirt. There you go. Yeah, I wish I could wear it everywhere, but I can't. But but it's true, but Brain Power, um, there's, there's a gentleman, you know who he is. Um, oh gosh, what's his name, the one, Story Brand. Oh, Donald Miller? Donald Miller. He talks a lot about brain energy and calories, and yes. he says if it takes too many calories for your brain to, if, it, if it's, you're burning up too many calories, trying to process something or figure something out, like a headline, yep. you're going to turn away because it's too painful and it's your brain just doesn't want to do it. So getting back to business and marketing, which I know your show is all about, yes. that's something for us to keep in mind, is that our brain power, whether it's looking for something Um, you know, on our desktop or Evernote or wherever the heck we might put it with all these different folders that we can have. But also when it comes to writing our copy, what we're gonna put on our website, what we're gonna put in our emails, people try to to get really creative and, you know, they think too much about it for one, but number two, they make it so people don't understand it right away. Yes. And if we can't understand it right away, we're going to turn away because there's too many things distracting us already. Right. So a little side note from what you're saying because it fits. Yeah.
0: No, definitely. And in fact, I'm pulling up on my phone. Uh, I was just watching one of his uh, business videos that he sends out daily. And he was talking about how your marketing messages should only have two ideas because they're really packed with a ton of ideas and it's really hard for people to understand them. And so he broke it down. He was like, Hey, your marketing messages need to have two ideas. Number one, what is the problem that you solve? And number two, how do you solve that problem? That's it. Like if you're sending out a newsletter, that's all you include is those two. If you're sending out a flyer, the same thing. Like any kind of marketing message that you're sending needs to just have those two things. And so when I heard that, I just paused and I said, you're right, like why? Do we stuff our newsletters, for instance? I'm slowly um, lightening the load of my newsletter because it's like nobody is going to go, some people might, but not everyone is gonna go through and you know sh- uh, look through the, the business tip, watch the video, share something, and then click through on the five, five, five Facebook Lives I did all week long, right? So yes, they can keep that in their inbox and it will sit there for whenever they're ready, but let's face it, it's a black hole, just like our bookmarks and everything else. And so what is it that I really want to share with them? And it's, it's that one business tip that can help them. And then maybe a resource. So I'm starting to apply that in my everyday things as well, and really start putting out less content, if that even makes sense in the world that we're in today.
1: <laughs> it totally, I think it makes all the sense in the world because like you said, you do these. You used to do these beautiful um, n- newsletters that had tons packed in there. And there was a day in time where we could consume that much information. But now that all of us are getting so many emails and so much stuff every single day, we just don't have the bandwidth for it anymore. So I love that you've you've you know you've narrowed it down to one main thing because we can consume that
0: and we can yeah. don't feel guilty about it. Yeah, because when you think about it, that one main thing has multiple messages in it, right? Like, that's why I tell people all the time is, you know, do a Facebook Live or whatever platform you're on, do some video because you can pull so much good content from that video that can be shared for days, weeks, months, depending on what you're covering in that one video. And, you know, so many people, uh, entrepreneurs especially, are obsessed with, I have to create content, I have to share on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram TV, IGTV actually, um, you know, like overwhelm and it's crazy. I mean, I don't know, do you feel that way? Oh, totally, totally, <laughs> yeah. And so um, I've, I just hired a new
1: assistant to help me with all the things that I don't, that aren't my zone of genius. She's uh, the Lana who works for me I've known her for a long time. She's fantastic, but I'm more of the the visionary. Yeah. I'm the person who can come up with ideas, but I'm not so good with coming up with the details of it. So now I have Lana, who helps me with with Mox Life. That's my my newest division. Yeah. And so that's all she does. She helps me get super organized. She helps create the details and. My brain power is still there at the end of the day. She does awesome at what she is, you know, working on, and it's a win-win. So I think all of this fits. But that, you know, with my other businesses, I've always had an assistant, yeah. always, and I've had multiple employees. But with this Mox life, you know, as I was launching, I didn't, and. I was, by the end of the day, I was so burnt out and I had all these things I wanted to do. And then finally I'm like, that's it. I need an assistant. I know this and I know exactly what type of assistant I need. And now everything is going to streamlined and it's quick and I'm focusing on what I should be. I'm able to help my clients better and I'm, I can show up more for them. And so it, it was definitely an investment
0: worth making. And so that, let me ask you about that. Cause I think that's the hardest part. And as you know, that's something that when I started my business, I actually jumped right into having an assistant, Michelle, she is amazing and did the best. Like in, we used to work together in Apple and, um, and then I would send things over, ask to get them done, but then I would just start doing them myself just because that was what I was used to. And so um, now I'm trying to get back into, okay, now I kind of have my flow. I know what I need to be working on and what I need to let go of. And it's taken me a while, of course, but I'm getting mentally prepared for bringing on an assistant again and helping with tasks, just like you mentioned. So how do you get in that zone? And how did you, like, how are you okay with that? Because a lot of us entrepreneurs, we get stuck with i can't afford it i don't know how i would have an assistant i have to do everything yes and i can't afford it <laughs> yeah
1: and so what that's called is a behavior loop and it's this, this part in our brain that we keep replaying and it's a belief that we have based on something um, and so what happens is we are we have a habit like what you said you you knew that something had to get done and you didn't want to do it but you were so used to doing it yourself that you just did it, right? And it slowed you down and it slowed down your business and it probably didn't make you super happy, right? Right, yep. So that's a behavior loop. We all have them. I was doing the same thing. I got into that pattern of, okay, I I need to get this done because the resources aren't coming in yet. You know, beginning of your business, you're bootstrapped. Right. But at some point you got to decide, okay, Is this, if I stay in this loop, is my business going to grow? How bad do I want this business? And am I making decisions to, uh, you've heard me say this before, am I making decisions for that really nice lunch or am I making decisions to get me to my big fat goal? And yeah, it might be stretchy. You may need to use your credit card. You may not be able to go out to lunch for a while, but if you really want your business to succeed, you got to make those decisions. That's just part of being a successful
0: business owner. It's so true. And and you know, talking about credit cards, talking about money for a second, because that, that's a big one for a lot of us, and myself included, and I finally am getting over out of that behavioral loop and starting to get on a fresh track. It, it is challenging for solopreneurs, our, our single ones that are just jumping into the game, and maybe they have a nine to five maybe they don't and it's always that I can't afford it and I experienced this recently with um, you know somebody wanted a website and for a full-blown website basically uh, where I just set it up 1500 bucks which 1500 bucks yeah that's a lot of money but at the same time if you're serious about your business and you're going to utilize it that's really cheap and so my point is is that they couldn't afford that which fine uh, you know i don't know the whole financial background for them but what i'm getting at is utilizing what you do have and so in this case if it was me i would utilize my credit card smartly if that's even a word. Um, <laughs> it is in ours, in our lexicon. Um, for me, though, because I know where I want to go and what I want to do, and because I know that when I say I'm going to do something, I do it, I know that I have to put that money up front. Whether it's in the bank or not, I'm going to make it happen uh, if I really want it. And so for this example, 1500 bucks on a credit card, like, it is what it is. And then I know I'm going to pay that off. And so... My point is, is that, and we've talked about this, is that you have to be smart with how you manage your money, even if it's not necessarily money in the bank, but it's the credit and, and being able to understand that you have to build up your credit and you have to also pay attention to what you wanna do and how you're gonna make that happen versus, oh, I'm approved for $5,000. Yeah, let me just sign up because I'm approved. They like me. You know, I get in the mail yesterday, I got, one for a black card. And let me tell you, they're on point. They know that I am successful. They know that I am gonna make a ton of money that is gonna blow their fee out of the water. But I know that I'm not gonna sign up for a black card and pay almost $500 a year just to have the black card. When I can have my regular card with six or 9% interest rate and have no fees and also get rewards. like. For me, it, it you know that's a no-brainer. <laughs> totally, yeah. You do have to
1: be you have to be smart about it. I want to share this with you because I think it's such a powerful yeah. acronym to, or not acronym, but three letters to remember. But it's the three A's. So when you have a big decision or you have something that you need to do or you're noticing patterns that you're falling into, there's the three A's that help you get out of it. Oh, so I don't the,
0: know the one. I'm yeah, this
1: is. Let me tell you. So the first one is awareness. You have to be aware of it. You gotta figure out what is it. So is it that you have a scarcity mindset? You're afraid to spend money? So, okay, if that's the case, awesome. So now I'm aware of it. So now I'm gonna think, is this my scarcity mindset taking over? Or is this actually something that's more practical and useful? Make sense? So you just think of it differently. And then number two is the action. So you figure out what the awareness is and then what's the action that you're gonna take? So if you're trying to grow your business, you know, you said it's a $1,500 website. Right. Most people need a website, for a while you can get away with doing a Facebook page or doing some other things. But if you really want to grow, you better look good, yep. depending on what your business is. And most businesses need a professional looking website. And I'll tell you, I've been in business for a long time, they used to cost $10,000. Right. So. are you kidding, that's awesome. So it's really kind of thinking about that. This is your branding, this is who you are. How do you wanna come across? Do you wanna look like someone who just put together their own website and you're just starting and you have no clients? Or do you wanna come across as the professional that you're trying to be, right? So you gotta think, you gotta weigh those things out. So what action are you gonna take? And then the third one, and this is where groups come in, this is where coaching comes in, this is where mentors come in having accountability yes. because we can stay in this, you mentioned it, so it's a loop. It's like you're on a racetrack, right? You're making those same mistakes, you're making the same decisions, and then you're getting more and more frustrated because you're just going in a circle around that track, right? And you're seeing the same sights. you're seeing everything, but you're just getting more pissed off because nothing's changing. You may be going faster. You may be making more phone calls. You may be trying to do this and that. And the other thing, you may be throwing more money at a Facebook yes. ad, you know, whatever, but you're not getting off that loop. And so what you need is that accountability person or group to help you open that door so you can get back on that path and keep going forward and build building momentum because in a business, momentum is so important to keep you going because it's easy to get stalled and lose traction and confidence
0: yes big time confidence. Mm-hmm. it's and, huge and that's the thing too you know you brought up a great point when it comes to uh, getting faster in that loop you know things are starting to pick up they're not new things and they're not things that are gonna take you to the next level necessarily you're making more uh, calls maybe and things like that first thing that came to mind when you were talking about that is busy work and and i personally i cannot stand busy work and and so that's an important thing that we kind of have to decide because we're getting faster at these tasks maybe are they still the right thing that we should be doing or are they something that we need to offload because like for me i love being able to and i can do it quickly and easily i love being able to edit my podcast and pop the interview in do this and that and then boom But here's the thing, while it's easy for me and it's enjoyable, it's not anymore where I need to be spending my time. My time needs to be spent with guests, connecting with them, getting their stories told, and then being able to have somebody like an assistant go through and do the other process, which is the edit, the upload, the adding the show notes, the scheduling, the release date, and then the posting and being able to let the guests know, like that's a whole lot of work that yes, I can do. And I can do it really quickly too, especially because that it's enjoyable and what I know how to do, but I'm learning that that is where I need to give myself that permission to let it go. Yeah,
1: I think, you know, another thing when you're starting a business, when you're in business, there's benchmarks. So what you talked about, you know, when you first start out yeah you're gonna have to bootstrap you're gonna have to do things that you hate and that you aren't good at just to get launched and get started but then it's important to have benchmarks and this is where having a mentor or someone it can i mean there's even free mentors out there or there's oh, there's yeah. people who've already done what you're doing who are in your community maybe they're retired and they would love to share all their knowledge and wisdom so finding these people and having them guide you because we can get stuck too. Like you just said, And now you have money coming in, you're successful, so your time is not best spent editing videos anymore, right? right? So it's kind of being aware of that and finding it out. But in the beginning, yeah, you're gonna have to do all that stuff that you, that you don't like doing, but you gotta be aware of what are the priorities, where can I offset things affordably when I get to a certain benchmark, and how am I going to create an ROI? Because people lose track of that. And you got to think of the money when you're in business.
0: Yeah. And, and you know what's funny? Every time somebody says ROI, because of my online world and where I spend a lot of the time on social, I always say ROP, return on post. You know, what's that return on the post? Because we're all so focused on posting and sharing things online which may not translate into dollars right away. Uh, may not ever, but at least not right away. And so what's that return on your post? What are you trying to get out of it? You know, are you trying to get engagement? Are you trying to get a new connection? Um, you know, getting people to know about XYZ, clicking something, you know, all of that stuff, That that's what I like to call ROP, so return on post.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, it's important to also have a plan. Yes. yes not just a business plan, but I like to do 90 day plans. And in there you write down what your main goals are and how you're going to achieve them. So you're not just posting to post. There's always something behind it. And it has to be centered on what your main business is, right? Yeah. Because sometimes people are like, oh, I just need to post. And then they post something that's stupid or lame or it has nothing to do with anything. And on top of that, it takes them a lot of time.
0: Oh yeah, big time.
1: Yeah. I mean, for you, Ed, you're so good at it. It just comes naturally and you, it, it's,
0: I, I, have I feel a hard, like it's your zone. Yeah. I have a hard time doing the schedule thing for, for my social, at least at this point still, for me, it's like, I, I just, when I feel it, I post it and I do it. And, and it's so funny because, you know, when we think about Instagram, everyone wants this perfect layout and all of these things. And, you know, I've tried it and I am just, I'm a rebel, like I just, I go against the grain. I like to take the hard path and, and figure it out. And for me, having a nicely curated, you know, everything flows and it works in the three by three there, it, it's not me. And, and it's very interesting because I feel like my Instagram profile, if you were to look at the whole thing, it, I mean, it's, it's fine for what I want it to, but it's kind of a mess compared to what the Instagram standard is or whatever and I actually had somebody recently who, who knew, who's new following me compliment me legit complimented me on how warm and welcoming my uh, profile was and that it w- was it worked and I was just like and see we gotta go at our own beat and, and not pay attention to what's you know quote required and what should be like do your thing and, and pivot along the way and see what happens.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's important for, for people to think about also their business. If yeah. you're a photographer, if you are a blogger, if you are a foodie, having a beautiful looking Instagram totally. page is, is a priority, right? But for those of us who are you know, business coaches for lack of a better term, yep. I think showing who we are and build, building authenticity Is more important than having a beautiful page (laughs) so I think it's where we spend our time yeah and so yeah I'm glad that you brought that up because every business is different and for you know for me I've gotten some clients from Instagram but it's not my main thing and Facebook isn't either I do much better going out and doing meetups and I'd much rather spend my time there because I'm not as frustrated because I'm not Social media does not come naturally for me, Ed. I've tried and tried and tried, but it doesn't.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the thing that I think a lot of entrepreneurs need to understand is that it's social media is part of the business plan, it's part of your marketing efforts, it's not the only thing you should be doing, and it's also not the only thing you, the business owner, should be doing. In this case, you know where most of your leads are coming from and where you enjoy being, which is in the person at those live events. Whereas some people, maybe they can't do that or they don't want to do that. So then they go to social media, but maybe they're also not creative like me. So that's when they have to understand and give themselves permission to hire someone like myself to understand their business and just jump in and handle their business online. Because that's what i do that's what i love being able to do which is why i don't take on too many one-on-one clients because i know that if i'm going to show up deliver and engage for a business on their social i need to bring my a-game i can't i'm not i'm not a social media you know manager where i'm managing multiple accounts and I'm, i'm scheduling creating the content and posting i do that as part of my job but I do that engagement piece. And that's the part that a lot of businesses, small, medium and large, miss. That's the missed opportunity. Uh, because as you know, when you're doing the live events, you get that engagement. That's that's why it's number three on my list. It's show up number one, number two, deliver, and number three, engage. And that's the one that most people miss the mark on.
1: Yeah, and I think you, know, you brought up some really, really important, elements to marketing, to marketing in general. Mm-hmm. And in this day and age, there's trends, right? We used to be sure. able to, to pay a gazillion dollars for an ad during the Super Bowl, right? And you pretty much knew you were gonna do okay with that ad, even though it was so expensive, if you could afford it, you were gonna get a return on it. That's yep. not true anymore. And so the name of the game now is personality. Yes. and And so with social media, that's what you're able to create, and that's what you do so well. You know, if you think about, I don't know if you even remember this because you're a lot younger than me, but Mac, when Mac first started going up against PCs, they had a guy who was an actor, and he came out and he represented the cool, hip, kind of chill Mac guy, remember that? Yep. Yeah, and then the PC guy was a stuffy, hardboard guy who you don't—I don't even remember who he was—and so that's the point: is that that brought a personality to Mac, and we all know what's happened since then. Yep. And so now, through social media, we're able to recreate that for the brands that, you know, for, for those of us who are naturally gifted at it, I'm not, but as you are, and and I think it's a way for people who even who even are shy or introverted, yes, to make their mark. Oh, and big to time! Get out there, yeah. So it's really kind of this is an exciting time to be a business owner, it and really it can be is. a lot cheaper.
0: Oh, big time! And and I don't know if you know my friend uh, Vicky from the UK. I, it's so funny from doing Ed Talk TV um, for so long. I have so many UK viewers, and they just tell their friends, and it's fun. Um, but Vicky from the UK, she was one of those that did not want to be on camera. I mean, I listen, a couple years ago, that was me. I didn't want to be on camera. I didn't like hearing myself and I didn't like seeing myself. Now it's like, hey, when can I go live again? Um, But with Vicky, what has been so cool because I've been able to experience, I've been been able to see her grow is that I connected with her in the comments of my Facebook Lives, and this was probably a year or two ago. And I said, you know, I need you on my show. Like, you're gonna be on my show as a guest. We're gonna get you out of your box and we're gonna get you on the show. And of course, hesitant and you know, oh no. And, and it was during the summer and I was able to get her on the show. And it was awesome because it was just the spark that she needed to get out of her comfort zone. And I told her on the live show, I said, listen, you're gonna watch this replay, you have to, and you're gonna see that you're not that bad. That you're doing an awesome job and that you got this and now fast forward to you know 2019 late 2019 here she has been going live i think almost every day if not m- multiple times a day in her groups and in her page and and it's she's happy and i see it in my newsfeed and it just it blows me away and it just makes me feel so good to be able to see her sharing her gift and and being able to have her come out of her shell like that.
1: Yeah, that's, it's so true. And I have known you for a long time. (laughs) I remember when you and I were both starting with an app called Periscope. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, Periscope and I was so nervous. I'm not an introvert. But I'm still judgmental of, you know, does my hair look okay? Am I breaking out? How's my voice sound? And what am I going to say? You know, and so you get nervous about that. But then I remember with Periscope, I challenged myself to 30 days. I'm going to do this for 30 days. No, come hell or high water, I'm doing it. And I did. And it just, like, now I can get on here and I'm super comfortable. And I've I've had syndicated radio shows. I've had online shows. And now... We are launching uh, the Mox Life TV show, which is going to be an international streaming show. It's, it's on cable and it was from Periscope. It started there. Yeah. So you just gotta start somewhere and kind of challenge yourself. I mean, if you're gonna be a business owner, you have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone. Yes. And you will be rewarded. You know, so you just got to kind of be able to step out of that and make a plan. Okay, what am I going to challenge myself to do? And then do it. Make it small at first and then just keep growing. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing it. And I'm doing pretty okay. And I might have screwed up a little bit, but that's okay. You know, and and things just start happening, but you really got to push yourself out of that comfort zone and take that first
0: step. It's so true. And I, you know, touching back on the 90 day goals, I remember still back in 2018 end of 2017 I, I I know you talked about it and you were doing it and you know everyone talks about 90 day goals and I'm just I was one of those where it's like yeah okay yeah but I I just I do my thing and I do my thing you know um and then I remember that I set 90 day goals in the beginning of uh or end of 2017 for 2018 and I couldn't believe how I crushed all of them before the first 90 day goal was due. And, you know, some of them were, were big. I forget which ones they were. So there wasn't like, you know, mop the floors this week. You know, there was business stuff in there, including paying off some debt. And I, and I nailed them and it was such a good feeling. And it wasn't like I was looking at them every day and saying, oh my gosh, we got to keep doing this. We got to do that. And being stressed out, it was literally just, I remember just writing them down referencing them every so often and realizing hey i just i just knocked out three of the four before the first one was due like what this is crazy so it it really does make a huge difference when you do that and in fact i i need to really do that for the coming year like officially do it, not just what I've done this year, which is just writing down. I I need to like really organize them so it's there. I'm trying to get in the whole quarter system uh, review time for both myself and I've uh, challenged the Edsters. So now every quarter we have a little training around the quarter system and what you should be looking at and reviewing and uh, making sure you got done and things like that. So I'm trying to hold myself more accountable while I'm helping them hold themselves accountable.
1: Yeah, it's true. You know, 90-day goals when you one when you write it out it makes it more into something that's tangible. But number 2, you got to have a methodology, a methodology behind it. So just writing it down, maybe you'll make it. Yeah. But I think, you know, after you've been a business owner for a while, you you understand just like you do Ed, that there's more to, you got to you have to have methods written down there of how you're going to accomplish these goals. So, if your goal is to have 10 new clients in 2 months, what's your plan to get there and how are you going to start and what's your whole system and really writing it out with clear proven methods that will help you get there. So maybe it's doing the, letting people know who you are by doing um, live feeds on Facebook and maybe it is going out and doing live events. Maybe it's networking. Maybe it's actually getting a list and calling clients. And so, I think you know, with with a 90 day goal, there are ways to do it where you can be much more successful. And it, obviously you figured that out.
0: Yeah, no, it, totally. And I, I just started to write down, write down my little draft here, what I need to do for the first one. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it, it's, it's awesome. So Midori, tell me a little bit more about this uh, show, because this is really interesting. And I love how you connected the dots from starting early on with Periscope a free program that everyone had access to just like Facebook live and all these other tools that allow us to go live and that you took that exercise and you applied it to your business just like I did I knew that I didn't want to be on Periscope I didn't want to be on video but I knew that video was gonna be big and that I had to get comfortable because if I didn't my business wasn't gonna survive and that is the way of the world these days and it's only gonna get more ingrained in us and so you went from there to now TV show Let, let's talk about that
1: <laughs> yeah it was quite a leap I took a class or not a class but I did a course with a woman named Ann DeBeers a number of years ago and it was all about having a show and she's been in the media for years her husband um, was a huge camera guy and you know he did the background stuff and so they taught me the basics of it and I'm like I think I can do this I think I got it. And so anyway, I came back from that event, which was in LA and I started doing Periscope. And then I started getting more elaborate. You know, I would have the, I would have the, the opening hook done yeah. and you know, just the, the different segments and it started to grow and it, it became really fun. And people were, they, they would come up to me and say, I know you from somewhere. Yep. And they were seeing me on the show. And so I'm like, well, this is fun. I'm getting more clients from it. I'm establishing a brand. Let's let's keep going and see what happens. And so long story short, I've done a number of different things, had some doors open, which have been really cool. But now we're launching a show called The Monk's Life. And this is where in the beginning of our conversation today, we talked about a pivot. Yeah. So I'm switching from working with just couples. I still help couples, but mainly now I'm focusing on helping professional, ambitious women who are struggling with these behavioral loops that are slowing them down in some way, shape or form. And so the Mox Life show is for them. It is to help give them them inspiration and motivation and the tools to help them come out with that one-two punch so that they start building themselves up and they enjoy watching the show for one, but also they are getting the, the real hardcore tools of what's needed to become that fabulous business person that they want to become. And because, Ed, you are so fabulous yourself, you do have some segments in there where you talk about tech, because tech can make so many of us want to pull our hair out and sometimes even want to slit our throats, such as myself. And so we do have segments from Ed where he comes in and he gives very quick, powerful tools to help us get through those challenges. And so that's what it's all about. It's about quick tools, um, quick learning actions. Every, every time you watch a show, you will leave with action steps in your pocket that will help you in your business.
0: And, And that's the cool part about it. And, and being able to take what we know and broadcast that, you know, we, 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 Did it with social media in both of our businesses. We are able to then take that to the next level and get fancy with lights and whatever. And then now it's this huge door that just opened with the TV show and to be able to bring that to a whole nother level of people around the world. It's crazy to me, especially when we look back and see where we started.
1: It's crazy to me as well. It totally is, and and so when I said from the beginning, you gotta push yourself out of that comfort zone, and so for me, getting on Periscope every day was super out of my comfort zone, but it opened up so many doors, and then just recently, you know, in the last, I think it was two months ago, someone approached me from um, this media company asking me if I wanted to do a show, and they made me an offer that I couldn't resist, and so that's what happened, and that happened because a couple of years ago I decided that yes, I will go ahead and start doing periscopes for 30 days in a row. That's why I'm saying you gotta push yourself out of that comfort zone and you don't know what will happen. But if you don't ever take that step and get uncomfortable and get scared, you won't ever know.
0: Yes. And I love that you point out it's taken time because we're so obsessed and we're in such a instant now, post click, ship, buy, it's here at your door. Like everything needs to happen at the snap of your fingers and yet it doesn't really happen like that with business and it takes time and you don't really know when you're starting just where it's going to go and and sometimes it it doesn't go that way but it takes you in the way in a different direction where you need to be and as we've shared here that that's where it needs to go
1: yeah it definitely is and that's been the thing that has worked for me it's just getting aware of okay is this uncomfortable am i feeling like i'm stretching myself okay then that's probably what i need to do yeah and and as as long as you keep doing that and you're consistent and even though you're going to get knocked if you're going to be an entrepreneur be ready to be knocked to your knees because it's going to happen you're going to cry sometimes a lot and feel alone and scared but it pays off as long as you're
0: consistent with it yeah And, and like i tell people you have to be passionate about it because of all the stuff that we have to go through, you better be passionate about some part of that business because otherwise, you're just getting a beating for no reason. <laughs> it's
1: true, and and you know, we ta- we hit on, and I have to say this again, because we hit on needing someone to help you. Yeah. If you're just trying to do this on your own and you're trying to bootstrap that much, it is going to take you a lot longer and you're gonna be way more stressed out, but if you are serious about what you wanna do, and you are passionate about it, and you know that there is something there, get a mentor, get a coach, get into a, a group that's way smarter than you and yes. way more experienced than you because that's when you're going to become successful.
0: Totally. And, and, and that's the beauty, uh, beauty of it is there's so many resources at our fingertips. It can be overwhelming, but when you're paired with the right people like us, uh, you know where those resources, you can point people in the right direction which it, it works out it does thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode dive deeper into the conversation with this guest as well as others by going to yes to entrepreneurship.com forward slash podcast over there you will find a list of all the previous episodes and I hope that you'll continue to share out this podcast and please be sure to leave a review in iTunes so that way others can discover this show and be able to realize they are not alone and that they have somebody they can count on to provide value and motivate and inspire them to keep moving forward. Together we can make it happen and like I always say Teamwork equals success. So go out there and do something great because why not?